Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Brad Betke. We got some good content for you today. We'll be talking about the world's Stanley Cup champions, Kevin Durant and his future, some moves in college football, and of course, this week's fast break. Stay tuned for episode 31 of the Box Score Sports Podcast. Vibes are immaculate. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you are here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode, this being the 31st of the Box Score Sports Podcast. And really quick, everybody, happy 4th of July weekend. I hope everybody enjoys themselves this weekend, but stay safe at the same time. Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into it. Your 2021-22 NHL Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche. I don't know a whole lot of people that at the beginning or even towards the end of the regular season were saying the Colorado Avalanche are going to win the Stanley Cup. Especially if you asked me. I would have been leaning a little bit more southeast of Colorado, but despite all that, I'm very happy for the state of Colorado, the city of Denver. It's their first championship for the Colorado Avalanche since 2001. And you look at the Avalanche roster. You got a couple of veterans. But I think the biggest point of topic here is how many young guys were on this roster? And how many led this team. You look at, great example, Kale McCarr. Kid is my age, 23 years old, drafted in 2017, and just won the Con Smith Trophy. Those that don't know, the Con Smith Trophy is the playoffs MVP. It's a little different from the finals MVP trophy that you get in the NBA. The Con Smith Trophy is given to the player. It's a player on the team that won the cup, but it's not just the finals MVP, it's the most valuable player of the Stanley Cup playoffs to their team. So it's not just about the finals performance, about the entire playoffs performance. So this kid, 23 years old, hasn't been in the league long at all, goes out, wins Con Smith. Leads the team, has an incredible finals series and obviously other series as well, but you look at personal opinion the best player on the team up until this point Nathan McKinnon like I mentioned last episode he was pretty quiet and what's really what we're not used to from him considering he's up there with McDavid in talent despite that you know McKinnon was there when it mattered he had a lot of shots and he applied a lot of pressure you think about in the NBA we sometimes we talk about how good a player is off the ball well that same concept applies in the NHL, and McKinnon was one of the best off-puck players this playoffs. I did a little more research. I watched a little more games, some highlights from other games, and McKinnon was a big impact on the team. 
Just because he didn't get a goals or assists doesn't mean he had an effect, and he was quiet in terms of points, but he was still very loud as impact for the players. So good on him for that as well. And then you look at somebody like Nazem Kadri. He may or may not have given the team the momentum they needed to win the cup. Obviously, they had the game where they won 7-0, and you know they were significantly better than Tampa. But that overtime goal in Game 4 was big. It really was big. And I think that that set them up for the final game. As, as I mentioned last episode, he had just came back from 18 days of not playing. Over two weeks because of the thumb surgery. Comes back. First game in the finals. Overtime goal to win the game. And really set the team up to win the series. That's kind of cool. So more kudos to Kadri as well. But overall, there you have it. The Colorado Avalanche, your 2021-22 Stanley Cup champions. Now jumping into the topic, I plan on spending the most time on this episode is Kevin Durant came out and decided he does not want to play on the Brooklyn Nets. He requested a trade, and he had a few teams in mind as well, being the Miami Heat and the Phoenix Suns. Now... He's 33 years old on a contract of four years worth nearly $200 million. This year alone, $44.1 million. Or this coming year, I should say. And he won't be an unrestricted free agent until 2026. So you look at potential acquisitions that could be made for these potential teams that he is looking for. I played around on a few of those trade bot things that you can find online, and a few successful trades came about. I did one with each team. So you look at the Suns. The trade I offered up was Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges, and a first-round pick. Now, the reason I threw DeAndre Ayton in there is because you look at the whole thing that was going on with the Pistons. The Pistons got Nerlens Noel and Jalen Duren, both from the Knicks, ironically. So I just don't really see them pursuing DeAndre Ayton while also having Isaiah Stewart and Marvin Bagley on the roster. Also, Kelly Olynyk, unless they plan on dropping him. So they have enough big men. It just wouldn't really make sense to go after DeAndre Ayton. You need to adjust more positions on the Pistons. So I'm throwing DeAndre Ayton in this trade for the sole purpose that there was already a lot of movement and conversation around him. So threw him in there. Mikael Bridges just to fill the small forward position on the Nets. He's also he's a pretty solid player. For those of you that have watched it hard enough, he does really well on the Suns. Like He fills a void. He's definitely starter-worthy in this league, and he's a consistent player. So I think he is a lot better than most people would give him credit for, but... That's my trade package. Mikael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, and a first-round pick to the Nets for Kevin Durant. I think it's realistic. You know, you're still keeping your two guards that are insane. DeAndre Ayton, there has been, 
I don't know. I think that expectations have been higher for him, and he just hasn't quite met them considering he was a first-round pick. So I'm not really sure what they would plan on doing at the five. Maybe they would put Jay Crowder at the five, Kevin Durant at the four, and then bring someone off the bench for the three, Devin Booker two, Chris Ball one, or maybe Cam Johnson at the two, Devin Booker at the three. I don't know. I think they could play around with that if they made this trade happen, and I think that's fairly realistic looking at everything else they have. So that's my trade for the Suns and the Nets. Now looking at what they could potentially get from the Miami Heat. I offered Kevin Durant and Patty Mills to the Miami Heat in exchange for Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, and a first-round pick. Now, one of the main reasons that I added Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson in there is because of cap space. The two of them, I think, combined contracts, there's only about a $1.1 million difference between Kevin Durant's contract and their two contracts, and then I threw in a first-round pick as well. Now, you look at the Brooklyn Nets. You look at what they have. Kyrie opted in for his player option, right? So he's taken the $36.5 million, and he's as of right now, he's going to play for Brooklyn, right? So you got them. You put... Kyle Lowry at the two, right? Hear me out. And then you could throw Ben Simmons at the three. And then uh, you keep the team, the rest of the team, the way it is. Or you could potentially put Duncan Robinson at the three, Ben Simmons at the four. You forget this guy is 6'8 and great on defense. And somebody else that's very similar in play styles, around the same height and really good at defense, Draymond Green. And he sometimes even plays the five on Golden State. So... You could potentially put Ben Simmons at the four and then keep Nick Claxton at the five. And that I say that's a pretty solid lineup. I mean, you really think about what you got. Kyrie, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton. That's really not bad. You know what I mean? Offensively, I think you're making up for what you're getting out of Kevin Durant. Because you think about the fact that Ben Simmons, potentially, we don't know yet, could be coming back. That's a whole player that wasn't there last year. And then you got Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry averaged about 15 points a game this last season. Duncan Robinson averaged about 10. And then the last time that Ben Simmons played, he averaged 14.3. So they together average like 30 points a game, which is essentially the same thing that Kevin Durant averaged this last season. 29.9 points per game. And then on top of that, 7.4 rebounds, 6.4 assists, which I guarantee you're getting more out of those stats, out of those three players, than you were out of Kevin Durant. But at the same time, that was one player doing what three players are going to be doing. So, And that's to say that none of those three players I just listed, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Ben Simmons, don't thrive in the Nets situation. We haven't seen any of those three play there. you got to remember, Ben Simmons got traded, didn't play a single game. So... In terms of offensive pressure, it's pretty good. And if you ask me, between those three players, you're actually a little better defensively. Obviously, Ben Simmons is better. But even between Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson together, like defensively, I think they're better than Kevin Durant is defensively. So how unrealistic is this trade, really? Because you think about what you'd be making up for on the Nets, it's pretty worth it, if you ask me. You know, you're getting a lot of money differentiate well not a lot like I said it's only 1.1 million but 
I don't know. Like something about those trades, both the one I did for the Suns and the one I did for the Nets, seemed very real. It seemed like it really could happen. Now, but you got to remember, those stats I lifted for Kevin Durant, listed for Kevin Durant, were only in 55 games played. So we haven't seen a full season of Kevin Durant in a while. Like, obviously, last year he came off that MCL sprain, so he didn't get the chance to play the full season. But we haven't seen that out of KD. Could he have done more? Absolutely. We know who KD is. So I definitely think you look at the trades, the possible acquisitions, Obviously, the two trades that I threw out there were only one from each team. There are so many things that you could play around with. To me, they're just the most realistic. You think about the Nets, they're like, hey, we're giving up Kevin Durant. You better give us something. So you look at the Suns. They're getting DeAndre Ayton, starting center, and Mikael Bridges, starting forward, and a first-round pick. That's a good deal. And then you look at Miami. We all know who Kyle Lowry is. That man won a ring in Toronto, so he's like that. And then you look at Duncan Robinson. He's been decently consistent, a pretty good role player since he came into the league out of Michigan. And another first-round pick. So, overall, it just makes the most sense to me. And then same thing in return, though. Like, you got to understand the other team's perspective. They're like, we're getting Kevin Durant. Like, we got to give something up. It's Kevin Durant. In my opinion, the best offensive threat to ever touch a basketball nobody is more lethal when the ball is in their hand in the offensive half of the court I don't care what nobody say that's my opinion and I will stand by it so these teams really are going to have to give something up to get their hands on a player of the caliber of Kevin Durant so I'm excited to see what happens here I think with free agency starting there is so much potential for what could happen especially for somebody on the level of Kevin Durant which means we could see that much more. And you think about what it would do to the teams, how much more entertaining it would be to see Phoenix with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. Come on now. And then you look at Miami. Jimmy Butler with Kevin Durant and Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. Dude, like that would be unbelievable. Talk about super teams. That'd be crazy. But it would be so fun to watch, you know. So, overall, that's kind of what we're looking at in terms of Kevin Durant and his choice to request a trade. I can admit I am a little pissed off because my mother made a trip to New York back in April. And she bought my birthday gift at that time in April. And waited all the way until two weeks ago in June to give it to me. And it was a Brooklyn Nets Kevin Durant jersey. Two weeks later, boom, request a trade. Like, my parents just had bad luck buying me jerseys. Because years ago, my dad bought me Antonio Brown Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. And by the time I got the jersey, he was never a Pittsburgh Steelers ever again. Or never a Pittsburgh Steeler ever again. So, I love my parents, but they just need to stop buying me jerseys. Because there's some kind of bad voodoo going on there. I don't know what it is, but... Anyway, like I said, a little upset, but I'm excited for what it could do for the sport. But at the same time, man, Kevin Durant, you bouncing all over the place. You're asking for the attention that you've been getting on social media since you joined the Warriors. You know, you're just asking for it. But 
it is what it is. I understand basketball is a business. You want to go somewhere you can win. I don't really understand why he's not willing to give it another chance in Brooklyn. There was a lot of the BS rules with the vaccination status, and it was like only home players had to be vaccinated, but away players didn't have to be to even enter the building. It's easily some of the dumbest rules I've ever seen in my life in anything ever that prevented Kyrie from playing a lot of games last year. So I don't know why he wouldn't be willing to give it a chance, is my point. He didn't even give it a full season. He had the MCL spraying Kyrie with the vaccination stuff. Like, it's just, man, come on. Be a little more patient. I get you 33, but you clearly got stuff left in the tank averaging 37 and 6. That's all I'm saying. So... I guess we'll see what Kevin Durant does, but it looks like he will not be a Brooklyn Net next season. Moving on to the next story this week, it is a fairly big story and it it's somewhat exciting. So, story came out today released that UCLA and USC, both California schools, are planning to depart from the Pac-12 conference and join the Big 10. Now, I say that that's exciting because my favorite team, my hometown team is in the Big Ten, and I think just adding good franchises like USC and UCLA to that mix would just be exciting, exhilarating, fun to watch, and there's a lot to look forward to in there. But something that I want to ask you guys as the listeners and as fans of sports is, do you think that we may be heading to a point where college football would just be two super mega conferences? You think about all the movement that started to happen over the last couple of years and these conferences are starting to be bigger. You know, are we going to get to a point where it's just two massive conferences? And if so, what would those conferences be? Reach out. Let me know. Just so I'm not getting everybody's hopes up super soon, it's still not finalized. And if it was finalized, it would be something happening in 2024. So still a bit of ways away, but it could be definitely exciting. We'll see if it's worth it. I mean, we all saw what happened when Texas joined the SEC, you know, so not to get all disrespectful, but they don't belong there after that season. So we'll see, though. Archie Manning committed there, so things could turn around. Who knows? Anyway. That is that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. This week's fast break. Hitting it off. Let's go. Rafael Nadal is now fourth all time with his 307th slam match win. Deontay Murray from the San Antonio Spurs has been traded and along with Jock Landau to the Atlanta Hawks for Danilo Gallinari, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2025 first-round pick, a 2026 first-round pick, and a 2027 first-round pick. Talk about draft capital and planning for the future. Having a young guy in an all-star like Deontay Murray and also another all-star clearly in Trey Young and still being able to keep a player like John Collins, which was commonly talked about in potential trade capital to send to San Antonio for Deontay Murray, I think is really huge. Obviously, Clint Capella is also a good paint presence and Cam Reddish. Also very helpful on that team. So this is very exciting for Atlanta. I think they easily won this trade. 
And despite San Antonio getting all that draft capital, and it just doesn't matter to me. You know, you got a lot of young players looking at Atlanta. So there's a lot of exciting things happening there, adding another all-star to the mix with Trey Young. Charlotte Hornets forward Miles Bridges was arrested for domestic violence on the eve of free agency. What does this mean for his future? Who signs this guy? Where does he go? What happens? We will see. The New York Knicks traded Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel to Detroit. And it seems that what they're trying to do is clear some cap space for Jalen Brunson from the Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie Irving has officially opted in on his $36.5 million player option. As I mentioned last week, Bradley Beal has opted out of his player option, and so has James Harden. But it does look like these players may be returning to their original teams. And lastly, John Wall to the Los Angeles Clippers does seem imminent. It's been very popular conversation. It seems very real, and it seems that it will be happening once free agency begins in the NBA. That is going to wrap it up for this week's Fast Break and this week's episode number 31 of the Box Score Sports Podcast. Somewhat of a shorter episode. We are now into that point where the NBA season is over, the NHL season is over, the NFL season will be starting, but we are still a bit a ways away from that. I do plan on talking about the NFL next week and going into a little more detail of where I'm ranking what teams based on what they are looking like with the final 53-man rosters that I touched on last week. So expect a bigger and more detailed NFL segment next week in the 32nd episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know what to do. Spread the love. Share the love. Show love on social media. Share it with your friends, your family. I will see you guys next week for episode 32. Peace out. Took my baby.